So how do you combine a busy modern life with your love of traditional crafts? This is the question the fiber artists at Crafty Housewife Yarns are trying to answer every day. How do you balance work, life, family, general craziness, and also have time to try new things? Rip out what's bad and appreciate what's good. Join us as we try to carve out a little bright spot in every day, filled with coffee and crafting, maybe even a little gin and spin. Hey everybody, exciting announcement. As of last night, I finally finished getting <laughs> getting all of this finished on the back end of my website and emailed out to tell everybody. So I want to tell everybody here on the podcast, Crafty Housewife Yarns now, as far as I know, are the exclusive offers uh, for layaway, like official layaway for Spinolution spinning wheels. And I'm really excited about this because I love layaway and I love Spinolution spinning wheels. So the two together is a good thing, I think. We have actually been offering layaway with our wheels um since I became a dealer but it always had to be through like PayPal and I think PayPal's evolved a bit since then but it used to be something where like the person had to remember to make the payments or I had to remember to send them invoices and it was a it was a big mess and you know as we've grown I don't have the uh bandwidth to keep up with people and I don't you know that's just not something I wanted to do. So I wanted something that was easy, that was on our site, because, I don't know, I do like to online shop. And I love all the online shops where, you know, you can go ahead and get the better deal or the full package or whatever on, like, clothing or makeup or skincare or whatever. And then you can use, like, the pay and installment thing. I think makes life so much easier. So I wanted to set up something like that on um, on our site because I definitely love taking advantage of layaway. <laughs> when I was in college, I was broke as a joke. I worked in the um, office, one of the office buildings in the college, and then was a full-time double major. And so I had no money. And my now husband, then boyfriend, we were in different colleges, so we were out of state, was horrified later in life when he found out that I, at one point in time, had an antique book, and which was like 50 whole dollars. Like it was not that extreme, but I had an antique book and a pair of high heels on layaway on King Street in Charleston, like at the same time. And I was like, yeah, I would just, you know, on Friday, I would walk and go pay like $10 towards each of these items, and then eventually I purchased them. And he was like, Aaron, that's ridiculous that you did that. But um, I didn't think it was ridiculous. I <laughs> was really happy. I still have that book and I think I had those shoes for a long time. So, you know, it worked out. So I definitely, I know with the cost of, I feel like everything going up, I didn't want people to feel like they couldn't get these spinning wheels because in my opinion they are I don't want to say the best spinning wheels because of course there are many different brands and different types for different reasons I don't want to say that but fabulous spinning wheels that you might want to uh you know deepen your fiber arts journey there and um you know I mean the cost of everything I feel like is going up due to supply chain issues and all the things. So I was hoping that this might make it a little bit more accessible to somebody and that didn't want to put it on a credit card. So 
You can check out all the details on our website, and I guess the official part of this blog could be all the reason why I just love Spin Lucian spinning wheels and wanted everyone to be able to have one no matter how you needed to pay it off. Um, one, they are made in America, which I think is even more extra super duper important these days, and... Mike, the owner slash designer, depending on when you're hearing this, and I'll probably do another blog on this another day, but one of the major supply chain issues that as a dealer was very frustrating for me, God, last year or maybe the year before, it's all running together on me, but we would have holdups on being able to ship out some of the wheels and it would be like the wheel would be 90% done because so much like all the wood and the work and everything's done stateside. But then, you know, like some of the little metal parts, like the golden whirls or something, we would be waiting on those to get delivered. So it's like you literally had the last little bit of something that you needed in order to finish the wheel to send to the customers. We had all these customer orders backed up and it was really frustrating. So Mike is switching to making a lot of these parts that we previously had, you know, to wait on with his 3D printer technology. And I definitely don't know all of the ins and outs, but um, we do have the new black diamond, I think, uh, whirl <laughs> has just been rolled out. And we've got some different parts that are coming along with that to... Um, help with supply chain stuff and just to you know keep money and jobs and everything in our country so that's hugely important to me so I would say being made in America is one of the main reasons I love spin lucian spinning wheels the fact that they are um, all Baltic birch from California I think is wonderful and that's one of the reasons I think they're such beautiful wheels is they're just really unique the way the wood is uh, cut and layered and put together to make really unique, thick, ergonomic parts, but also out of, um, you know, solid wood pieces. So it's not like particle board wood sort of thing or filler or anything like that. So that would be another reason I love Spin Lucian spinning wheels. Also, we always talk about how we have the largest bobbins to really accommodate, like, I want to spin so much yarn that I can spin so much yardage that I could knit a whole sweater <laughs> off this one skein. Being able to make really giant skeins can definitely be helpful for larger projects or if you're wanting to spin the really chunky cool art yarn um you definitely need room for that so the big bobbins and the open face orifice make it very accessible that way while having the fastest spinning ratios meaning that you can spin very fine easily because you've got a really smooth and really quick spinning rotation at the same time and then the really lightweight 3D printed bobbins and 4 ounce and 8 ounce bobbins really are great for that. So having the wheel range options where you can really go between the really big and the really fast or the really big and the really fast definitely I think is what sets um, Spinolution wheels apart. So that's always exciting and... I'm just really happy that uh, 
you know, we can offer these in the form of a payment plan so that you can go ahead and get one. And last but not least, they come fully assembled. So I know I've talked before about how my first wheel was a different brand, and it literally came in a flat box like what you would get a puzzle in. And it basically was a puzzle. <laughs> like, I had to fully assemble the entire thing and then varnish it. And, I mean, when you are a new spinner and you have no clue what you're doing, no matter how simple the wheel design is, like, you kind of feel like, did I put this together right? Is this going to actually make yarn? Did I do it wrong? And now I'm going to be working against myself. You know, there's definitely concerns there. So the fact that Spinolution wheels come basically fully assembled, they're fully varnished, they're beautiful. You take them right out of a box, which is free U.S. shipping, and, um, you know, like, the most you might have to do is, like, bolt the top onto the bottom, but, you know, it, that's totally not a big deal. It's just like a black screw and you tighten it. So, um, you know, it's like no tools required. So anyhow, that's a little bit of the reasons why we definitely at Crafty Housewife Yarns are so excited about this particular wheel brand. And um, I can't wait to tell you some of the new things that are coming out, but I don't want to make this episode way too long. So please go check out our website. And if whether or not you want like a big package or you're like, I just want my first wheel in more of a baseline polywog or echo, please go check it out. And, uh, you know, we can get some payment plans going and get that wheel coming your way to a living room near you. So anyhow, I'm off to go blend some fiber. Hope everybody has a great day. Hey guys, this is Heidi from Crime Coffee and Crafts Podcast. It's a podcast where me and my best friend Kristen drink coffee, tell each other true crime stories, and talk about a little bit of artwork, some crafting, some yarn, you know, whatever floats our boat. If that sounds fun to you, Give us a listen. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts or just go to our website at www.crimecoffeeandcrafts.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and Patreon. Subscribe. Talk to you soon. Bye. Have you fallen down the cottage industry rabbit hole yet? Well, if not, buckle up, Alice, and click on over to the description in the show notes and sign up. Then you can get ready for the most fun induction into the cult of all things yarn and fiber. This will include, but not limited to, free yarn, free ebooks, patterns, coupons, and much more. You don't want to miss out. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, Hope everybody's doing well. I wanted to talk about, (laughs) I don't know, I never really know since, uh, I don't know, podcasting isn't exactly like Facebook or YouTube or anything where you can see comments. I have a hard time feeling out like exactly who it is I'm talking to. So I don't know. I will just have to keep guessing because, I don't know, our audience is pretty split down the middle between people who are just like hardcore crafters and are wanting to, like they already knit and they're learning to spin, just generally fiber arts nerds, uh, <laughs> which definitely am one and, uh, you know, I love my fellow fiber arts nerds, but also people who are kind of small business builders, um, cottage industry people, 
So, you know, that naturally falls into, like, farmers and mills and other yarn dyers and, you know, different people like that. But, I mean, it doesn't even have to be in the fiber arts industry. But, I don't know. One thing, it's the end of May. So, we're coming into the end of May, which, if you have little kids, sometimes I've heard it jokingly re uh, referred to as May-cember. <laughs> because it's just as busy as December, but, uh, you know, there's no lights or presents. So, I, you know definitely how it's been around here. I've got kids parties I'm going to at school that you have to go volunteer at, which is not necessarily my strong suit. If I'm being totally honest, I don't really know. I'm not great at dealing with large groups of children that aren't mine because, uh, you know, it's just everybody's kids are different. Everybody raises their kids different. And I don't want to be like the crazy mom who's like yelling at somebody else's kid. So, <laughs> like, my kids know I still love them, and, uh, you know, they're tough and can take it. But, uh, so anyhow, I'm doing all these uh, mom things here, and I'm um, getting ready to transition from, you know, school year work schedule to summertime work schedule, and uh, even though it's the same business year-round, it's definitely different work schedule. So, I don't know, two things that I keep seeing both with myself and people I work with is momentum and compartmentalization. <laughs> um, so I don't know, I guess this episode's going to be more on the cottage industry, small business, entrepreneurship side. I don't know, the two things that I think we all struggle with, but you can also kind of use it to your advantage is momentum and compartmentalizing. I have a... Uh, close friend who has recently shifted jobs from, you know, working a nine to five to more working for herself in um, real estate. And I don't know, it's been watching her struggle with, in, you know, she has a, just little kids, you know, going, making just the mental shift between clocking in and clocking out somewhere and having like a real difference between like mom time and work time. And now all of a sudden when you don't work a nine to five or a clock in clock out job, like you have to, <laughs> you have to compartmentalize for yourself, uh, you know, when you're going to draw the line between like family family time and work time. And I don't know, it's something we all struggle with. Like I said, today I've got to get some work stuff done, but I also had to like prep dinner and I'm going to a school party and then I got to come home and I got to ship a bunch of stuff. And I got <laughs> doing a live stream on our Facebook group on the history of yarn spinning. So, you know, it's that if I had to give advice to anybody on stuff like that is you definitely have to, it's almost like the people that do food prep. Like I am not one of those people. I have tried to be one of the people that do the food prep, but, um, I am not a macro slash calorie counter. <laughs> um, so I'm not, but the same idea of you have to get all the, like the little Tupperware things for your brain and be like, okay, I'm going to put this live stream here. I'm going to put being the shipping department, getting all of our braids and yarns and stuff out here school party here, like somebody has to prep dinner. Um, I don't know. I have to do that earlier in the day or none of us will eat because I'm not doing it. <laughs> really, I'm not doing shit by four in the afternoon. So you have to kind of make yourself make little compartments for all of those things if you're running a small business, at least in my opinion. And I'm like seven years in at this point. So I feel like I've learned a thing or two. And the other thing is just keeping momentum. I heard, um, 
There's a book that I really enjoyed that you should look up called The Entrepreneurial Personality Type. <laughs> you can find it. It's good on Kindle on uh, on the Amazon. But yeah, entrepreneur. I can't talk. Entrepreneurial <laughs> Personality Type. And oh my, I've recommended it to so many people. The um the introduction alone I read and just I like I felt seen. <laughs> I was like this author understands me. And that is one thing I've had to change with myself between um you know, when people are like, So, what do you do? And uh, you know, like if I'm at some sort of work function with my husband who has like an important corporate type job and then everybody's like, What do you do? And I've always struggled with the that should be a podcast for another day. Like, what do you do? I've always struggled with answering that because if you're in the fiber arts, like those of us in the fiber arts were like, you know, we get it. But if you're not in the fiber arts, you don't even know what the fiber arts is. It doesn't make any sense. Like you're like fiber optics, like you're an artist. What are you doing? <laughs> so I have definitely, like I said, reading that book helps solidify for me. I'm an entrepreneur. Like I specialize in the fiber arts and I love the fiber arts and I'm endlessly interested in the fiber arts. So that's the community I choose to work in and help and serve. But I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So like I said, just trust me, go read the, go read the book. It's not that long. But um, it talks about, in that book, um, entrepreneurial momentum. And this was a term that I'd never heard before. And when I read it, I was like, oh, man, that, that so makes sense, like, to my life. And, uh, and this is where, and you, if you are like me, you can start looking at other people in your life that you know. And I don't mean this judgmental because there's not one that's better than the other. But I think in the book it was talking about, and like, I'm totally not hating on anybody who's a nurse, because um, God knows we need all the nurses we can get, and I am endlessly admiring of nurses. But it was like, I would be a terrible nurse. Like, you would not want me to be a nurse. I would I would be neglectful. I would want to do stuff. I would definitely, I would not be a good nurse. But nurses wouldn't necessarily, like, their brains aren't going to work like mine, People with more of an entrepreneurial personality type, it was talking about thriving off of momentum. And it's so true of that's what gets me going to do the next thing or make the next project or do plan the next month's worth of fiber subscriptions and yarn subscriptions. I mean, the money is just like a byproduct of it. The money's like video game coins, you know, at this point. I mean, I'm... It's definitely important, and I love money, and I'm not afraid to to say that because that's how I can help other people and grow my business and hire more employees and take my kids to Dollywood and that sort of thing. But the focus can't be on making money. It has to be on like getting that momentum going of this is what the next thing is going to be, and I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to tell everybody about it, and I can't wait to get it out, and I can't wait to create it. And like that's the entrepreneurial momentum, whether you're in a restaurant or a food truck or you make yarn or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is that you're doing, you have to have that feeling of checking off the boxes and running to the next thing and building the next project and seeing the next big picture. And if you are that type of person, like that's what gets us going and what keeps us going and where you can be, I know I can get for it. This is where the, I promise it ties back into the compartmentalizing 
I get very frustrated as a work from home mom, and which is why my kids have to go to summer camp three days a week <laughs> at a local church, or else we'd all go nuts because they're very active kids too. But I am not one of those people that can, and I have friends that are this way, and I'm always so envious, that can like be their best self and like they're just carrying on a conversation and like doing things and like their kids are all over them and interrupting them all the time and they're just like still somehow like being a badass and thriving. Like I am not that person. So I have to really compartmentalize my time where I can either be like, okay, I'm being a mom, I'm going to sit next to my neighbor's pool, and we're going to, um, you know, do mom stuff, and that's what I'm doing. I'm either I'm going to go out with my husband and listen to what it is he's been up to all week and, uh, you know, really do that. Or I have to be like, I'm working, I'm focused, this is what I'm doing, I'm excited, I'm in that entrepreneurial flow, and then I don't want to be interrupted. And so that's where I really have struggled. So if you are also in a small business or building a small business and you have small children, I feel you. I feel you. It is a problem. And that is my best advice. (laughs) My best advice is, like I said, this is just from conversations I've been having with, um, you know, a close personal friend of mine who is kicking ass and taking names. I'm so proud of her. But it's like watching her have to go through things that I already had to go through. So it's like almost kind of painful in retrospect. But yeah, you got to compartmentalize your day and your time and your efforts, whether it's different small parts of the same day or like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm working. But, you know, the other days and the weekends, I'm, you know, family focused. Like you got to, however that works for you, compartmentalize. And then, um, you know, I highly recommend whatever it is that, like, gets you jazzed up. Like, you kind of got to, like, today, it's rainy and gross, and I've got kind of a headache, and I don't really want to do anything, but I'm going to drink some coffee and, like, slap myself on the ass and go upstairs and work on a blog post and a live stream and, you know, get some things going. And then I know once I get going, then I'll be in that flow and I'll be happy with it, so... If that um, helps anybody out there, uh, you know, I hope so. <laughs> but we are, like I said, the, um, the live stream I'm doing today, we're doing kind of a people submitted questions in our Facebook group. And so they have ranged everywhere from like how to spend dog hair to um, <laughs> tell me about fiber arts business marketing to the history of spinning to what's my favorite fiber to to ply with or whatever. So it's been a really interesting group of questions. And the ones we're doing today is going to be on the um, just some different tip, uh, not tips, uh, interesting facts and information. I had dug up for one of our little eBooks that are in the Dream Yarn course on Patreon. I'm just going to be going over some of that because that was one of our questions was about the history of spinning on um, on the Facebook group. So that's what we're going to go do. So if you are interested in that, um, I don't know when you might be hearing this, it may still be posted in the Facebook group, our little four-day live uh, stream series, or it may have, because Facebook, I don't trust to keep up forever, um, I will probably screen record them and put them either on YouTube or in Patreon, depending on what the content is and where I think it would fit best. So anyhow, you can find that in one of those places, and uh, I hope all is well. And I will talk to you soon.